pondering, which means to weigh mentally, to deliberate, to meditate, can achieve the opening of the spiritual eyes of one's understanding. That quote was from Elder Worthland's talk called Pondering Strengthens the Spiritual Life. Beautiful, beautiful talk. Go read it. And with that introduction, we want to welcome you to this lesson about pondering and meditation on the Worth of Souls podcast. I'm Andrea. And I'm Brent. And we're really excited that you're including meditation as a part of your spiritual journey. We wanted to make sure to include this introduction lesson to meditation for you to see what the scriptures specifically say and the prophets, what they have told us about the power of pondering and meditation and quiet time, and especially to do this for those of you who might not have practiced meditation before at all. There are actually a lot of misconceptions among the saints about what meditation is. And usually brings up an, an image about like some Buddhist monk on the top of a mountain or chanting rituals. Something actually that happened to us recently when we were visiting the ruins at Chichen Itza in Mexico, where we saw a woman sitting cross-legged on the ground. There were thousands of people around. And right there on the ground in front of the warrior temple, she sat cross-legged with three rock eggs in an ark in front of her, and she was loudly chanting. This is not the type of meditation that we are talking about right, here. Right. We want you to have an image in your mind of a very different experience. And so what, what does that mean? What does meditation for a Latter-day Saint look like? Let's go to the words of the prophets. President David O. McKay said something really powerful. He said this, We pay too little attention to the value of meditation, a principle of devotion. Meditation is the language of the soul. It is a form of prayer. It is one of the most secret, most sacred doors through which we pass into the presence of the Lord. Close quote. I just, when Brent and I first read that quote together, oh, geez, how many years ago was it? It it brought the greatest visual to my mind. And I love how he described it as a sacred door that we can pass through. And how do the scriptures, let's, let's build on what President McKay was talking about and go to the scriptures and find out what they say to describe this a little bit. Nephi actually talked about this. He described a sacred door that he passed through in order to have an amazing visionary experience. In 1 Nephi 11 verse 1, it says, quote, As I sat pondering in mine heart, I was caught away in the spirit of the Lord, close quote. Well, and Ezekiel in the Old Testament describes it very similarly to the way Nephi describes it. In Ezekiel 37, 1, it tells us, quote, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, close quote. And a modern-day prophet, Joseph F. Smith, also testified of this. In Doctrine and Covenants 138, he describes the scriptures that he was thinking about and pondering on and describes how he 
was thinking on the atonement of our Savior. Then he says this in verse 11, quote, As I pondered over these things which are written, the eyes of my understanding were opened, and the Spirit of the Lord rested upon me. Close quote. Those descriptions of what can happen in pondering and meditation of caught away, carried away, eyes of understanding being opened, the Spirit resting upon you, that's that's really descriptive. And what the ancient and modern prophets are telling us here is that we can also have those carried away experiences when we are intentional about taking time to ponder and to meditate. Well, don't don't for a second think that this is just exclusively for prophets, seers, and revelators. This is for every member of the church, every person that has the companionship of the Holy Ghost yes. is entitled to this type of carried away experience. And we have been told that by the scriptures and prophets over and over again. We can also use meditation as a creation process. Joseph F. Smith used the words eyes of understanding, and those are similar words used in Ether 1219. I love this scripture. It's when Moroni tells us this, quote, And there were many whose faith was so exceedingly strong, even before Christ came, who could not be kept from within the veil. Now, here's, here's the cool part of what he says. He keeps going. But truly saw with their eyes, so he's talking about their physical eyes, the things which they had beheld, so previously beheld, with an eye of faith, and they were glad, close quote. How were they able to see the things they saw in the spirit before they saw them with their physical eyes? I am very confident in saying because they took the intentional time to ponder, to meditate, and to develop their eye of faith muscle by doing that. Just like we're told in the scriptures, everything is being created spiritually before it's created physically. Well, and what these scriptures are telling us, what the prophets are telling us, is that if you have desired to see Jesus with your physical eyes, then first close your physical eyes and open your spiritual eyes with your mind and heart and see him there. If you have desired to overcome a temporal weakness, then close your temporal eyes and open your spiritual eyes and see yourself overcoming that weakness. This is spiritual creation. Right. And I I feel like that sometimes we think it's just imagination that we close our our physical eyes and and try to see Christ with our with our spiritual eyes and we can I've heard people count away experiences that like well that was just my imagination but in reality I don't think we should throw that away so easily and we're given an imagination for a reason <laughs> Another amazing gift of practicing meditation very regularly is that it it expands your patience muscles, or what Viktor Frankl called the space between stimulus and response. When Brent and I started practicing meditation many years ago, one of the first things we noticed was how much more patient we became with our 
kids, <laughs> with our little children at that time. And every time we get out of the habit, if we if we slip and we go a little while and we're not meditating and taking time to ponder and be intentional, one of the first things that we notice missing from our daily lives is that level of patience. <laughs> Yeah, Andrea is often saying to me, hey, have you meditated in the last couple of days? <laughs> no, leave me alone. Well, and it's it's a false notion as, as we move into looking at what meditation looks like. It is a false notion that when you sit to meditate, you have to somehow stop yourself from thinking. Remember that you can no sooner turn your brain off as you can tell your heart to stop beating or your lungs to stop breathing. Your brain was made to think. The practice of meditation simply helps you control the faculty of your mind and direct your thoughts where you want them to go. Notice while you're meditating, especially if you're doing it for the first time, your mind will wander to your temporal affairs. Don't get upset when this happens. Just gently bring your focus back to where you desire it to be. This is what develops the muscle of focus. And throughout your day, you will be amazed at how ex exercising that muscle of meditation is going to help you in your just everyday activities. Pondering and meditation increase our capacity for spiritual self-reliance because it in increases our capacity for personal revelation. These are the muscles we must develop in order to do what President Nelson continues to invite us to do, which is to hear him. Oh, my word. And how important is it, especially now, to take the time to hear him? Okay, from those thoughts, let's look at the physicality of meditation and what it might look like um, physically if you've never done it before. As you get ready to do the first meditation of the three worlds, we want to make sure to invite you to find a very comfortable place to sit. Everyone has a different posture that works for them. Some sit with their feet grounded on the floor, others with their legs crossed. Some like to sit on the ground. Really, it's a matter of just finding the posture that works well enough for you that you can assume that same posture every time that you take time to ponder and meditate. Um, because it helps with muscle memory. We do caution you, however, not to lay down because your mind associates laying down with falling asleep. And when you quiet your mind in meditation, and if you're laying down at the same time, you're going to fall asleep. And you can go ahead and ask us how we know that that happens. I am an expert in meditating <laughs> while laying down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so after making sure to find the posture that works for you, when you begin to meditate, you want to take very deep diaphragm breaths and in through your nose, out through your mouth, let them come in and out slowly and rhythmically, and then concentrate on how much it feel that that helps to relax your physical body. And if there's a great deal of turmoil in your mind or your body and you're finding it difficult to quiet your mind and to begin meditating, and this happens even for those that are very practiced. I'm very practiced at meditating and I still have those moments when I sit down to meditate and I cannot get my brain to turn off. So 
in those moments, it's really helpful to find what we like to call a home base. Um, When I have a hard time focusing, my home base is feeling the air when I breathe coming in and out of my nostrils. It sounds really funny (laughs) to describe it that way, but it's my home base to help me bring my focus away from what's happening around me in my life and just thinking about my breath. And then after feeling that air coming in and out of my body, then I take a moment to focus on the space behind my eyes as they are closed. And that just helps to just settle me down. Well, and for me, when I struggle to clear my mind for meditation, my home base is focusing on the beating of my heart. I really turn all of my attention to every single beat of my heart and I focus on feeling each beat. And as I'm there, I repeat in my mind, be silent, be still, be silent, be still. Right. And you will find that as you keep meditating, you're going to find whatever your home base is that works for you. So just explore it. Just get curious about what that means for you. Um, Now, we do want to send a caution out. Meditation and pondering, it's worth taking time to do it every single time. But don't always expect to have some type of major spiritual carried away experience it because they don't happen all the time, every time. Make sure to find the value in taking a few minutes to just quiet yourself for your own spiritual, mental, and emotional health. And then within that, the carried away experiences are just going to naturally flow and come when the Lord is ready to teach you something. Every meditation that we have provided as a companion to each one of the 14 lessons is only going to expand on one or two concepts from that lesson. We hope that like the sample prayers, these meditations simply provide a framework for you to expand upon. Let the Spirit be your guide. If the Holy Ghost directs you in a new way in your pondering moments, get curious about what it is that He has for you to learn, not just from what we have provided. Now, to close, we want to quote something from a wonderful article called Be Still, written by Sheldon Lawrence. He says this, quote, The small space of holy silence cultivated in meditation is a powerful place for the atonement to work. We become at one with God every time we are mindful of the natural man and return our attention to the Lord's grace. When we meditate with our eye, our attention, single to the glory of God, our whole body shall be full of light. The atonement can be seen as a kind of burning away of the darker natural man energies within our being as we reunite our inner light with the Savior's light. This process has a self-reinforcing upward trajectory. He that receiveth light and continueth in God receiveth more light, and that light groweth brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Close quote. What a beautiful beautiful description that he gave that he gave us okay to recap 
the scriptures and modern day prophets, they invite us to find this powerful communion space within meditation and pondering. And they have promised us more intimate relationship experiences with our Savior as a result. Meditation is a wonderful creative space where we can exercise our eye of faith muscle and we can learn to spiritually create in our lives. And to make sure every time, just a reminder to find a consistent physical posture to create that muscle memory and identify what your home base is so you can bring yourself back when your mind has wandered. Whether you're trying meditation for the first time or if you're seasoned in the practice, we really hope and pray that the guided meditations that we've provided with the different lessons can be a very valuable part of your searching, pondering, and praying as you are on this road to strive to become more like your Savior, Jesus Christ. We testify along with ancient and modern prophets that meditation is one of the doorways through which we can pass and discover a more intimate relationship with our Savior and brother Jesus Christ and promise you that as you put into practice these tools of searching, pondering, and praying, that it will be life-changing for you. And we share that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Worth of Souls podcast is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you have any questions about the doctrines discussed here, please visit the church's official website for clarification.